Hey, everybody. This episode is brought to you by our proud title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, the next generation of off-ice hockey training for players and goalies. Look, we know how much you invest in your children's hockey development, the early mornings, the travel, and let's not forget the expenses of training for hockey camps, private ice time, the general expenses of the season. It's a lot. But wouldn't it be great to bring that on-ice practice experience home that's fun, fits into your schedule, and that's affordable? If you said yes, which I'm sure you did, you've got to check out NHL Sense Arena. It's a top-tier virtual reality training game that brings the on-ice practice experience home so you can practice anytime and anywhere, literally. You can transform any part of your home into a virtual ice rink where you're getting unlimited access to over 100 drills, training plans from top coaches and players, weekly drill challenges, and more that focus on improving hockey sense and physical cognitive skills, starting at just $33 per month. That is a lot cheaper than an hour of ice time. The physical side of hockey gets a lot of attention, but we don't focus enough on the mental side of it. It's something we talk about on this show all the time. NHL Sense Arena provides an immersive solution for players to sharpen those skills when ice time is limited or not affordable and they want to get those extra reps in. So for our listeners, NHL Sense Arena is offering an exclusive $50 off their annual plan all you got to do is head over to their website, hockey.sensorina.com. Again, hockey.sensorina.com and use our code hockey never stops and you'll level up your off-ice training by using NHL Sensorina. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us and NHL Sensorina. Enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Hockey friends and families around the world, welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, the greatest hockey podcast for hockey coaches, parents, and kids. Uh, you know, that's written somewhere probably in my mind. Uh, if you're following us week to week, you notice we took a week off last week. It's because I was on a vacation. I went with my family to Puerto Rico, a very beautiful place. I was not in the tropics like Mike going to hockey games. I just went to Puerto Rico and did absolutely nothing. You know what I thought when I was there? I missed my friends. I need to get back and do another episode. And that's what we're here doing today. So as always, I'm joined by Christy Casciano Burns and Mike Benelli. I'm Lee Elias. And today's episode topic is a good one. This is going to be a candid conversation about showcases and tournaments and all those weird things that happen in hockey outside your kid's team and your high school or your middle school or elementary school or wherever you're playing. And the way this episode is going to go, me being the newer hockey parent, I've played in a lot of showcases, but I've never had my child go through showcases, right? So I find out, guys, that uh, my kid uh, is moving up to Might this year, made a good team, was really proud of him, right? He's going to be proud of him no matter what, to be fair. It's not because he made the team. And they tell me, well, the big Might showcase is coming up. And I go, man, the season just ended. I don't want to do a showcase. They go, no, what we do is when we get close to the season, sometime in August, we do the showcase where all the Might, team come, all the might teams come together and uh, basically they play each other. And I go, okay, well, why are we doing that? And they, and they said, you know, and this made sense to me. They said, we want to see what level each team is at. Because at that level, you might have a double A team. It might be an A team. You might have three B teams. You don't know. They want to see where everything's at. So I said, okay, that's logical. That makes sense. And I looked kind of the other parents around me. And some of them are really freaking out. Like a showcase? What are my kids on? They're going to kill us. And I'm like, well, they're just going to separate the kids. Well, I can't do the showcase. It's, I was like, wow, there's a lot of anxiety here. So um, I always credit this show and both of you. Uh, my esteemed friends for helping me get through my first season as a hockey parent. I think I'm in a pretty calm place right now. I, I'm very realistic with it, but we wanted to do a show for the parents, for the coaches, all about these showcases. Cause this is just my first one. 
We're going to talk to Mike Benelli today about all of them all the way through high school. We're going to talk to Christy about being a parent and going through all this stuff. So to start, let's turn to Mike. Christy, not that I don't love you. We're going to turn to Mike. Mike, let, let, why don't you just give us the broad overview of these showcases kind of in a couple minutes, just, you know, how many of there are, how they happen, why they happen, what's good, what's bad. And we'll, we'll start to break this whole episode down that way. Yeah. So I think originally, right. It, the, the showcase and the, the, that, that, that tournament, um, you know, kind of uh, track really came about from a lot of rinks trying to stay, you know, trying to stay relevant and, and keep income coming in, you know, through the, through the spring and the summer. And really what it's evolved into is that the use of a showcase or a uh, ID uh, elite, you know, kind of uh, exposure yeah, program. They have, those, they have those names, right? Yeah, it just yeah. comes and, and it's just, you know, it just, <laughs> well, all of a sudden just becomes, you know, there's so many that come in, like, you know, the, the, the selects or the invite or the special, you know, the special invite. It just becomes a, a, a program for parents that are really hard to start saying, well, am I going to a showcase or am I just going to another weekend tournament? And, right. and I'm just out, you know, my kids just want to play another, you know, weekend of games. So you got to be really careful about, you know, I think where, you know, how programs are listed and, and when they are and where they are and who's there. Uh, you know, I often talk to parents all the time that, well, is the best thing for you to be doing is playing another, you know, five weekends of showcases and, and hockey tournaments. Um, and we've talked about just the tournament side of it, right. That, you know, you want to find destinations that are fun and educational and, you know, great for team building. But I think once you get into the, into the showcase model, now you're getting into some expectations that parents think that, okay, if my son or daughter goes to these things, there's a possibility they're going to get looked at and scouted. Right. And when we're talking about eight and six and seven and eight and nine-year-olds, I, I mean, you know, there's just no there's nobody in the world that's scouting an eight-year-old uh and 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 projecting where they're going to be so just you know just be careful about those but that showcase uh stigma is 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 tough uh, to to get your head get your head around if you're a new hockey parent i'm sure you know i just just to to clarify something because there will be the parents that listen to this and say well what about Sidney crosby and connor mcdavid they were being scouted at eight nine years old uh so the truth is this, they were not being scouted. They were so good a little bit later, maybe 12, 13. I remember first, first hearing about Crosby was 13, 14. All right. They were so good at a high level that people were going to them. It wasn't that they were at a showcase looking for scouts. So something I think that parents need to, to remember two things here, right? One is when it comes to super elite NHL players, there's very few of them. And you will know if your kid is one of them, that's not an insult to any hockey players out there. Okay. Number two is that you got to let that kid develop, right? You got to let him go through the motions and, and have fun. You know, one of the things about my son uh, that's happening right now, and, and this is why I said, you guys will be proud of me. Um, there's a summer league going on. There's a bunch of stuff going on and he, he wants a break. And I can tell him, but I've talked to him about it. Now, if he wanted to play, he'd play, I'd let him play, but no, he wants to do karate. So we're going to do karate. And one of the parents asked me, you'll like this, Mikey. Well, what, what happens when the season starts getting, he has to skate in three months. Then he'll do what I did. He'll skate for two weeks, suck, and then he'll be fine again. All right. Like that's he's seven. He's seven years old. All right. If he was 15, it would be different, but he'll um, catch up. Right. I'm not, I'm not really so particularly concerned about that. I want to reiterate if he wanted to play, if, if I got the inkling that he wanted to keep going, I don't think I'd stop him because if he enjoys it, but no, he wants to try other things. That's what he's going to do. It's not about me. It's not about what I want. Right. Right. And I, yeah. I want to add the flexibility and uh, that he's going to learn in karate is actually going to help him exactly in hockey. 
I, I heard a great podcast about letting your kids play other sports one time with these three hosts. <laughs> where did um, we hear that? I don't know where I heard it, but it I've heard it before. It is so true. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, in, Christy, I, I want to tell you. It, it's, yeah. yeah. And it's, they also have to run. And my kids did karate too. I mean, they had to run a mile. Um, they had fantastic um, hand-eye coordination, right. which really helped. And it, and, and it transferred well onto the ice. So your kid is actually doing the right thing. And right. Uh, uh, kudos to you. Got your head screwed <laughs> yes, well, right. I'm hoping he stops so punching me and his sister by accident now. But we'll see if he learns. <laughs> well, that happens too. But let, Chrissy, let's turn to you with these showcases because you, you've had two kids go through the ranks, right? And I'm sure you've been to yeah. plenty of these. You know, what, what did you love and hate about them? At every you know, we, ne we never did showcases when they were little. So I'm kind of surprised that that's open to you guys. Right. Um, that was never really anything that was on our radar when the kids were six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10. Sophia didn't start doing showcases until I want to say she was 15 when she did her first showcase, when she was starting to get more serious about hockey. Right. She was on a AAA team and she was starting to look at colleges that had hockey programs. Um, my husband and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum on this. He thinks showcases are a huge waste of time and money. And he thinks that if you're good enough, they're going to find you. There's no need to um, sign yourself up for a showcase. I, on the other hand, saw a lot of benefits. If you do your homework, if you do your research and you find showcases where, you know, like, let's say your kid is narrowed down and I'm talking when they're older, when they're looking seriously at colleges, let's say your kid is narrowed down a couple of colleges that they like scholastically, uh, academically, it's a good fit for them. And they also offer a hockey program reach out to those coaches and say, hey, I'm going to be at the Beantown Classic. This, these are the times that I'm playing. Can you come and watch me? And several coaches did do that. Um, right. Hey, we're going to be at Beantown Classic anyway. We're looking at a bunch of kids. I'll stop by your game and watch you. And either you hear from them or you don't. <laughs> but it is an opportunity to make that connection, get on their radar, um, build a rapport, um, Sophia's current hockey, uh, college hockey coach uh, at St. Michael's came and watched her at a showcase, really was impressed by her game and uh, sent her an email. They built a rapport and they stayed in touch. And then at when she was ready to make a decision, we came and visited him at college. So it worked out great. So there can be some really good relationships that you build with college coaches at the upper level. You know, Christy, um, I want to tell that buyer beware story too, but let's talk a little bit. What what kinds of questions do you have? Well, I, I want to new pop in hockey. I want to actually point something out. You said it's really important that you just reminded me, and then I will ask the young pup questions. All right. <laughs> uh, one of the things you said that that I really want the audience to hear again was that you know your kid reached out to the coaches. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's something drastically underestimated in the space. Okay. A lot of people also they take the approach of like, well, that they should be contacting me. Look, if first off, if that happens, that's wonderful uh, for you and your kid. I really mean that. All right. If you're being heavily recruited, that that is a massive compliment to, to everything. Right. But um, there's so many kids, you know, when you get to the ACHA level or even the NCAA level that are afraid to reach out to coaches. And I'll tell you, as a former ACHA coach, I loved it when kids would reach out to me and show that initiative. So two things I want to tell people from a coaching point of view. Number one, NCAA coaches. ACHA coaches. Okay. A lot of kids think oh, I can't, they'll never get back to me. They're not as busy as you think they are. Okay. 
All right. Obviously, NCAA, if you're contacting them, you're probably in a walk-on situation. ACHA is a little bit of a different situation just due to the level of hockey. Reach out to coaches, as Christy just said. If you want to play college hockey or beyond, this could probably be true of junior hockey too, take the initiative. Coaches love it when kids take the initiative and reach out. All right. I remember I contacted up by you, Christy, Oswego State. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, they'll never get it. The coach called me right away. Just, hey, yeah, when are you going to be up here? You know, I, I met him. He was super nice, right? And then I had, a, unfortunately, had an injury that kept me from playing that year. But the, the idea was like, he was all over. He loved that I called. He said, yeah, you got the right attitude. You know, it really gave me a confidence boost. I'm not going to lie. And if I had never picked up the phone uh, or even emailed, I never would have had that. So I, I, again, I know this is about showcases, but, you know, there is some accountability on the player. Uh, or even the parents to, to take the initiative to reach out. If you're serious about it, you'll do that. Right. And, and I want to say this to, 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 cause I know I have a feeling there's a lot of people in this, in this uh, audience that have kids on the bubble. All right. For those of you who don't know, the bubble means that your, your kid wants to play college hockey, but he's not being, or she's not being heavily recruited. All right. Take the initiative to reach out. All right. You can play 50 showcases. You might get found, but take the initiative as, as, Christy said to reach out. I, 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 I'm actually going to say, if you take one thing from this episode, <laughs> that might be it. All right. So. Hey, and you know what? They build some skills by doing that totally. too. Um, you know, uh, figuring out how to draft an email that's, right. uh, you know, everything is, is uh, spelled correctly and is formal and is personable and not too long and not too short. It gives them just the right information. It's almost like a job interview, right. you know, like building, you're building your resume, right. you know, as a young hockey player. Um, so, I mean, even if you don't hear from a majority of the coaches, chances are you're going to hear back from a few of them. Absolutely. Uh, they really get impressed yeah. when your kid takes the initiative to email them and then follow up with a phone call. Hey, coach, right. I was just wondering, did you get my email? I'd really love for you to come and watch me play. They right. love that. Right. And and I'm going to say it again, it, uh, not enough people do it. Like it, it doesn't happen often enough that that's how you can separate yourself. All right, let's get some questions. All right. So this first, first one was born from my kid's tryout, right? It's trying out for mites. I really thought about how I wanted to approach his tryouts. They call them evaluations. And I just kind of told him he's young enough that I could do this. I said, you know what, man, you're just going to go out there and play. There's going to be some players out there you never met. Just go have fun. That's what I told him. And, and he really, I mean, I'm bragging. He really did well. I was sitting in the stands watching. Like, wow, he's really doing well. Um, and, you know, he made the team that he made. Now with this showcase, my, my question, and this is for all parents, is to Christy and Mike, you know, what should you be telling your kids before they go to a showcase at the, we'll start with the younger levels. We'll just say 10 down. If, you, if you're hitting one of those tournament showcases, right? What should you, the messaging be? Because I don't want to add pressure onto my kid of like, you got to perform at the 10 U showcase next year because the NHL scout, I don't want that. I don't want that for my kids. So how do you approach this as parents to your kids? Yeah. You know, I had a conversation with a D one hockey coach when I was at one of these showcases and I was kind of watching him and, and I know him personally. So I was comfortable going up to him and talking to him. Um, and I, and I asked him, I said, do you, and you strictly watch what's on the ice? And he said, you know, that's a great question. He goes, I also watch how they react on the bench right. after they get done with their shift. Do they seem to be good teammates? What's the relationship like with a coach? Are they talking back to the coach? Are they being pouty? Are they being whiny? Are they tossing their stick? Are they, you know, flying off the handle? And how good are they on the ice at being a good team player? 
because they know the pressure's on, they want to score, but I'm not always looking for the, the kid who can score. I'm also looking for the kid who can be that playmaker right. who can help other kids score. Right. So Character. I would say the best advice is to, you know, you want to hustle, you want to do your very best, but also be a good person out there because right. they're also going to look for that, that kind of quality as well. I would, I would, Mike, before I transition to you here, I would suggest everyone listening to the show, go listen to any Nick Saban highlight you want about recruitment. Nick Saban, obviously a NCAA football coach. He's probably the greatest college football coach of all time. Always talks about character, always talks about accountability. He, you know, he goes, the skill sets are there. He goes, it's the type of person. That's what I'm looking for. You know, Christy, you also remind me of another story. You're really good at doing that today. Um, when I was uh, coaching in college, I went to a, a college showcase to watch some kids uh, play in a college level and they were all trying to make different teams. And I remember to your point, there was a kid out there. I'll never forget this. I think he had three or four assists in the game. And I'm like, wow, everyone's going to be after that kid. No one noticed them, but me, I was shocked. I was shocked. All right. Uh, I could not believe that nobody noticed this kid. Another kid had scored, uh, I think two goals and like there was a bunch of kids scoring this kid's a playmaker. He's tapping the kids on the gloves after they score. I'm like, this kid's a, a playmaker. This is a, a amazing, you know? And I recruited him and I got him. And I, and it, I couldn't believe the other coaches didn't see this, but the message is out to there to the kids out there. You know, if that was his game and he played his game, he knew he was a playmaker. He wasn't the big goal scorer. And I recognized that. And I enabled that. So you also want to find a coach that's going to fit you. I, I mean, a lot of, a lot of, you know, when you're a teenager, it's tough. You just want to play. You want to get there. But, you know, you want to find a coach that's going to enable you too, uh, and make you a better player. And, you know, he, he, he was an asset for our team. Anyway, you just reminded me of that story. Mike, I want to turn to you uh, with the same question about, you know, kind of at the younger levels, the messaging you should be giving your kids. Um, and I want you to do this both from obviously a uh, parent perspective, but also a coach perspective, because I think what coaches say before these showcases is really important. I can remember going to them as a kid and, you know, some coaches made it way too serious. Just like you may make the team, you may not make the team. And yeah, I just got to, you know, I've had other coaches that go like, look, this is a, you love the game. Just enjoy the game. We're going to have fun out here. Really relaxed me. And I played better. You know what I mean? Um, but I want to get your, your thoughts on this as well. Yeah. So it's a hard, I mean, for me, it's a hard conversation because I think anything 12 and under is like even using the term showcase yeah, is, weird ludicrous i mean i think it's it just doesn't make any sense to me like there isn't there isn't a time you know that you would you would i think ever tell your 10 year old or nine year old or eight year old anything else but hey it's a cool weekend have go have some fun right you know let's let's get out of here and uh in one piece and and you know make some friends and i think if uh you know if you're if you're going to a, a showcase and it's outside of your organization like your kid is going to a showcase or some kind of an invite where he's mixed in or she's mixed in with other players at the nine, 10, 11, 12 year olds. I mean, the biggest thing is just to, you know, have that feeling that, okay, get better each shift, right. Get better each game and then see where you are, you know, judge where you are at the beginning, judge where you are at the end, get to meet some new kids. I mean, basically that's right. The only criteria I would have for any, anybody under the age of 12 to Christie's point, and to your point, when you're looking at real showcases, when you're looking at real recruitment opportunities, I mean, one of the things that I try to talk to the players that I work with is pick and choose carefully what showcases you're going to go to. Because sometimes not going to a showcase is better right. than going to a showcase. You know, being seen in a negative light when you're injured, when you're tired, 
when you know you're going to have a tough week in school and maybe you're playing like right now, like in the spring, right? Maybe your kid's playing baseball, lacrosse, and then they're thinking they're going to get that weekend showcase in and they're not going to perform at their best. It's almost better not to be seen. It's better to, right. it's like, don't, don't get seen in a, in, a, in a negative light. And on the other side of that, though, on the showcase side, Chrissy's point, I mean, this is something I preach every, every player I work with going on to look at prep schools and colleges that you're all good guys and girls. Like they're, they're all good. These guys are, I mean, I just did New York right. state evaluations, 86 kids. They're all good. Every one of them. So what is it that's going to separate you from the pack? It's going to be, are you the kid saying thank you to the coach at the end of the game? Right. Are you, are, are you the kid that's as she's walking out of the, the, the rink? Like, Hey mom, get my bag. Hey mom, you know, dad, where's my sticks? Like who the hell is this kid? Like, and, and those are the kind of things that when you're in the, when you're an evaluator and you're in the room, you're talking about those things. You're not talking about how many goals the kid scored. You're like, I don't know. This guy's just not a good, you know, he sits by himself in the locker room. He doesn't want to, you know, he, he thinks he's better than everyone else or, Oh, by the way, he's, this is a seventh showcase that he's been to in the last month trying to get looked at the, the adage of if you're good enough, you'll be found is, is, is more true today than it ever has been That's right between live barn hockey TV, the, these great coaches that are out there coaching, and, and being a part of these showcases, you're not going to get lost. You're just not. And I think, you know, being a good person is going to always resonate uh, when you're uh, to your point earlier, Lee, if you're the bubble kid and you're a kid that's on the cusp of, you know, there's, there's, there's five kids here, there's five kids here and there's 28 kids in the middle. Right. right. Then what are you going to do as one of those 28 kids that's put yourself on this side of the bubble? And Nick Saban's a great example because he uses that. Are you an end or a butt? Like, are you, are you somebody that says, you know, great player, good skills, and he's top in his class. He's in this. He does that. He's the captain of his baseball team. Or are you a butt? You know, great player, good skill, but, you know, right. the locker room hates him. The trainers don't want to work with him. He's been on seven teams in seven years. Right. That, that goes a long way in these places, in, the, in these showcases. You know, it really does. And, and college coaches will look at that, too. 100%. And they'll also look at what you've done outside of hockey as well. You know, they want to look at your community contributions and, you know, what you've done and your, your, your grades are really important, really important. I can't tell you how many coaches have told me that. And, and, and listen, and there's no doubt that if you're really, really good, there's a lot of coaches out there that are going to, they're, they're going to make that line very gray. Like right. they're going to accept if you're really the best, you have an opportunity that the coaches will accept the negatives a little bit. They'll take a chance thinking maybe, well, I, maybe I can be the one that changes. And, and listen, if you're talking about the real high level, then you know you're only going to have the kid for a year anyway. And can I just get him by because of the skill? But, you know, but, uh, right. but on the other side of this, it's, it's you know, good character people. Um, and in the hockey world, just less like, you know, Nick Saban's got the opportunity to have, you know, 60 men on his roster. You know, in, in college hockey, you don't get, you get 25. And, it, it, you, you have to be a better person in a, in a, in a tighter group uh, to be there. I think something you both brought up you know, organically is character and how important character is to these coaches' decisions. I, I can tell you as a, as a coach that, look, no coach wants to bring a cancer onto their team. All right. So it doesn't matter how good you are. And I've been on both ends of this. I've been on a team where our coach, it, it, I won't say where. Our coach brought on, a, 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 I, well, he was a phenomenal player. I mean, it, the skill sets were off the charts. 
but was making really bad life decisions. And this kid came on the team and they put him on the first line. He's scoring like crazy. And this was in college. And he ended up with a below 1.0 GPA. Mm-hmm. All right. And we all knew it. Now we had pretty strict GPA guidelines, student athletes. And uh, the coach kept playing him, kept playing him and playing him, playing him. And the attitude was, well, he won't be here for the second half of this, the season, but we can use him now. And that ripped our team apart because, it, you know, we're all working our butts off to get good grades. And this kid was better than all of us, but he was telling us, you know, where we ranked and it ripped the heart out of the team. And we didn't win much after that. Um, yeah. So this so- is, this is one of the reasons, like, I'm not a big fan of like the, 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 the showcase that you pay to get into and you're not really invited to, like, I would love right. to see a system where, you know, and there are, you see them cropping up here and there. There's a lot of good programs right now where the kids are actually invited to the program. Right. And they're invited because there's something there that the, that other coaches want to see more of. And I think that's really, you know, anybody can pay 85 bucks and go into a showcase. Right. Right. It has nothing to do with your character. There's no character, uh, you know, <laughs> right. uh, description. You don't, you like, don't okay, even know if people me. are watching. You don't even know if people are watching at these. And things. I think, well, that's another thing too. Yeah. I think these parents have to understand and, and, and that, you know, you're going to a, a showcase and you're competing against another showcase somewhere else. So, so if there's a top thing going on in Chicago and a top thing going on in Boston, there's only limited amount of recruitment dollars out there and people that are going to go watch you play right. where are you going and what's the impact you're trying to make. And, and you know, we, Christy, we spoke about this in another episode about how, how you went to a, a tournament showcase and this guy promised that all these coaches would be there and none of them oh, were yeah. there. You know, it was my fire beware story. Right. Just that's right. For those of you who missed that episode. Right. Uh, there make sure was you go back and listen to it. Now kids play hockey.com. <laughs> go, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. But just, you know, reader's digest version. So there was a showcase advertised. Other parents had told us it was a good showcase, great exposure for your kid, good coaches there. I looked at the number of coaches that were there and there were three who we were really interested in and they had been advertised as being there. So when we got there, they weren't there. And when I had questioned them, they basically lied about it. And um, when I called a coach that I knew that I thought was going to be there, she said, I never, I never committed to that showcase. I didn't. I wasn't impressed by it. I, you know, I really didn't like the way it was run. So just a buyer beware. If, if there are coaches who you think are going to be at a showcase, find out, send them an email and ask them, are you going to be there before I waste all my money on this? Um, We ended up having fun anyway, because it was in a nice area. So we made the best of a bad situation, but I was bitter after that, but I learned my lesson. Christy, coaches want to know if they're being, I would want to know as a coach, if someone's using my name yes. and, and, you know, to advertise something, cause that yeah. that's integrity one-on-one. Right. Um, you know, Mike, another one to your point, one of the, one of the cooler things, I haven't seen this too much, but I thought this was what beneficial. So after I got injured uh, my senior year of high school, I was in a really interesting position where, you know, I hadn't played my whole senior year. So like, how do I, how do I get noticed again? Because, you know, nobody knew what, what was going to happen. And they did a really cool thing in my area. They had a whole uh, like college league. All right. And basically this was a league for, you know, 18 year olds and then first year college kids. Right. So there's like 18 to kind of, I think the cutoff was 20, but they made this league and um, they told all the coaches in the area that, well, Hey, we got 10 games and each team has 10 games. You can come and go as you please. Um, and I got looked at a lot of that league. I was very thankful for that because that was kind of my coming back, um, you know, season, it was like a summer season, but a lot of coaches found out who I was 
And what I liked about it is because it was a league and there were games, it wasn't like this like three game weekend where I had to do everything right away. You know, I had some games that were good, some games that were great and some games that weren't. Um, but it was enough that people could come see me a few times. I, I would like to see more of that. I mean, I guess there was a need in the area at the time for them to be able to do that. But uh, that was a much better format, you know, because you got to know your team. You got some chemistry with your line mates. The coaches of the teams were all volunteer, by the way. Um, you know, they were able to look at the guys on the team and say, hey, let's work together. Let's see what we can find some stuff. That was a much more conducive effort to to the, to the area. I, I'm not, wasn't, the coaches weren't coming in from all over the place, but the area coaches were all there. Yeah, but that, I think that's the point, right? That like Ian, I think Ian Moran and Brian Murphy and those guys from Neutral Zone are doing that up in Boston right now. Like I think they call it like the Pandemic Hockey League or something like that. So they had all the kids are in a in a group, and then they then they did a draft, right? So maybe if you're all from the same, you know, the, the so the one positive is about some of these showcases uh, for an individual player. Like I'm not, you know, if you take your whole team and you go to another showcase and you go to another showcase of your team, sometimes if you're the player is trying to get noticed you just get treated the way the coach thinks you are anyway. So the nice thing about going to a showcase as an individual and joining a program where you, you, where you don't know anybody at all, maybe on your team is you almost get a chance to reinvent who you are and other people seeing you. And I think, you know, the, the, the fact is if, if I'm on the bench coaching, for instance, the, the last showcase I just did that, that now I get to meet all these different players from different places and if anybody asks me from anywhere around the country about a player, I'm going to either have a positive or negative thing to say about them. Right. And I think, and without any history, like that, that's, you know, that, so the, the, the good thing about the showcase is <clears throat> maybe over the course of a weekend, you could, you could reset what somebody might think about you. Well, you could, you could also establish a reminder of what people think about you. But I think what you could do is you could really say like, wow, that kid did, this kid did this you know, just watching him on the bench, listening to him with his teammates, being a positive person on the, on the ice, um, understanding that sometimes like in a, in a showcase opportunity, you have to be more of a team player because you have to play the game as a unit because, because when you try doing things in hockey, especially individually, your skill doesn't, you can't branch out of this, of the, cause, because you're, it's just too much competition out there. Right. So there's really good ways to go out there and, and, you know, reinvent who you are as a player uh, and, and have an opportunity then to, you know, maybe meet those coaches and get a perspective from those coaches that your coach might not be telling anybody about. Right. right. Like they're not a, a lot of youth coaches. They're not in the, they're not in the business of promoting their players. So the way to do that is to get around people that want to be you want to promote you all great point and also from the kid perspective because this happened to sophia she got invited to showcase uh for america and the coach from um from i think it was from western new york put together a team from all over new york state so she actually got to play with kids who she played against throughout her high school career and uh, throughout the um, youth hockey league. And there was this one one girl who they were bitter enemies. I mean, every time they saw each other, they clashed. They just, they really, they hated each other. And here they are on the same team. And Sophia was like, I don't want to play with her. I can't stand her. You don't know if she plays dirty, blah, blah. Well, by the end of the showcase, they were best, best friends. friends right. 
right. and they no. still are. <laughs> it's so important to diversify who you play with and what yeah. you can learn. So from it kind people. of it also melts the barriers, you know, when you right. throw a bunch of kids together who you know were arch enemies. Well, um, and then now they're on the same team and they have to work together. It sure was kind of fun to watch. <laughs> Christy, you're bringing up a great point that, that I want to transition here because I want to talk a little bit about the etiquette of being an athlete um, at these, these showcases. And I also want to talk about the parents' role to their, to their kid. All right. So you know, there's always a sensitive topic, I think, for some people, because I, I, I hear from parents, like, no, they got to be, they got to be motivated, got to be scared, and they got to fear losing. And, you know, I don't subscribe to that personally. Th this is what I believe. And you guys can comment on this too. Uh, the kids will naturally put pressure on themselves a lot, actually. Okay. Um, you know, and it's not a bad thing all the time. All right. I think what's bad is when you put the wrong type of pressure on them. Okay. When you look at, I, 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 always, I don't typically like to compare to the best of all time because I don't think it's a fair comparison. But one of the things I want to tell people about the best of all time, when you look at Wayne Gretzky, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, I mean, you could, Connor McDavid, all have incredibly supportive and loving parents. And I think that that is something that is superbly underestimated. Okay, I was listening to Wayne Gretzky's masterclass recently. And he talks about the fear when he was 17, the fear of not performing. And he says how healthy that was, but he never got that from his parents. He created that himself. And he said it was good for him. You know, like he, he wanted to make the team. He, he was talking about his first year with um, the WHA and the NHL. And he said, you know, everybody asked him, well, you're the greatest of all time at that point. He was, Nobody knew that back then. I just wanted to stay on the team. This is Wayne Gretzky. I just wanted to stay on the Oilers. <laughs> that was his attitude. I want them to have me back next season. And, you know, obviously I'm not going to go into Walter Gretzky. He's, a, he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame, you know? I mean, but, you know, in my own experience, and this is what I'm equating it to, okay? I, I want the parents to hear this. And again, and again, Mike and Christy, you, you can either back me up on this. You know, I'm sure you will, all right? One of the greatest things my parents did, all right, was I put a lot of pressure on myself, a lot. All right, I was insanely intense, especially 16, 17, 18, you know, through college. But what they provided me, which was a gift, was uh, a safe place to go after the game. I've said this before in this show. My father told me before every single on-ice encounter, no matter what happens out there tonight, I love you. You could score your own goal. You could score 50 goals. No matter what happens, I love you. I can't tell you out there how important it was, looking back now as a parent, to know that after the game, no matter how upset I was or happy I was, I had a safe place to go. My parents were not valuing their love for me on how I performed in the game, right? It's insanely important you provide your kids with that relief. I have seen the kids that don't get that. I have seen the kids that have a bad game and then their parents lay into them and make it worse. They do not typically succeed. And I'll tell you what, if they do succeed, they have massive problems mentally. All right. They have massive problems being teammates. They have massive problems being parents of their own. They're not ready for life because they have been playing in complete fear as a parent. And then I'll shut up and you guys, you know, I want your thoughts on this. You cannot control what your kid's going to do on the ice. You have zero control over that. What you can control is raising them to have the right messages, the right etiquette, shaking the coach's hand, introducing yourself, which by the way, is super un underestimated. Make sure your kids go and shake the hands of the coaches and introduce themselves. It's a great way for them to know your name. 
how you react to losing, how you react to adversity. As parents, these are things you can teach your kids. And yes, they're going to fight you on it. They're teenagers. <laughs> All right. How, ma how many of you knew that I fought my parents on this when I was a teenager? They were great. Right. It's only now looking back, I'm like, oh, they were right. <laughs> right. right provide your kids with a safe place to go. They will naturally, I say this again, they will naturally put the pressure on themselves. And it's a lot. I, it, I always tell people, you got, you got to go back and remember what it was like when you were 16, 17 years old, even if you didn't play sports, just think about the pressure you put on yourself to impress someone, right? It, it's there. So I'll, I'll throw it back to you guys. Just, you can't control what they're doing on the ice. You can control your love for them and how they feel after the ice, right? You can control the etiquette to a point. You can teach them those things, right? I just think if I don't say that in this episode, I failed this episode, all right? Um, and, and I performed, all right? Cindy Crosby, great parents. Alex Ovechkin, great parents, right? They grew up in the Soviet Union who had no place telling their kid they love them every day. They did it. Walter Gretzky, obviously Wayne Gretzky's parents, great parents. This is across sports. Michael Jordan, great parents. I could go on, right? That's the thing I think that, can be missed. So I'll shut up now. Who would like to speak? <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it's really important. Oh, all the things you said right on. Um, to keep an even keel, you know, not to go way up and way down. Uh, right. Because your kid knows how they did. I, I remember after a couple of games, Sophia didn't like how her game went. Joey didn't like how his game went. So we get in the car and I wouldn't say anything, just be quiet. And then they'd speak. How do you think I did? well, how do you think you did? Right. <laughs> and then they'd say, I wasn't good or, or hey, I think I did really great. Yeah, I do too. You know, I would agree with them or, you know, I'd point out some of the areas where maybe they didn't see where they excelled. But on that shift, you know, you were really good on that shift and you really helped so-and-so score. Like you try to point out some of the positives that you saw. But I have witnessed a lot of parents who are incredibly harsh on their kids. Um, I can, there was one time I, I did have to file a complaint. I happened to be doing some video. And I think the kids were, what, seven years old. And they asked me to shoot some video for the game. So I was actually right on the bench. And a parent had volunteered to uh, help coach and, and, you know, open the, open the uh, gate for the kids. And he was so upset with the way his kid performed uh, that he didn't score. He didn't do what he wanted him to do. And this was on the bench where all the kids were sitting. He went right into his face, screamed at him while all the other kids are watching. I know my daughter was terrified. And he hit him oh. repeatedly on the side of the helmet. And I could not believe it. It was horrible. So I, you know, I didn't say anything to the parent at that time because I didn't think that was the time to address it. But afterwards, I did say to the coaches, this guy's got to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's There's horrible. seven year olds. That's ridiculous. And wow. he was removed from uh, any assisting at that point on. So don't be afraid to speak up too if you if you see parents out of control, especially when other kids are watching. Yeah. How about you, Mike? You got some horror stories? Yeah. No. I mean, well, geez, that that is terrible, and that's terrible. Seven or seventeen, it doesn't matter. I mean, true. But I think I think the I think this is where like the showcase weekend select tournament elite elite level stuff has like really, you know, it's almost like one of those things where you ask, well, are the parents the one driving this 
or the or the organizations building it and the parents are going to it like and i think a lot of people in the in the rink industries and these big invitationals would say oh no no if we don't run it somebody's going to run it because these parents are, are craving this like they need this outlet they need to find a way to have make sure that every weekend um and to readjust maybe what they miss in the winter or another chance of saying, well, if my kid gets exposure now, maybe it changes where we are in September. It's it. And to me, it's just so it really is like a weird phenomenon because I, I, I definitely would say, oh, well, if you got selected to go to a showcase, that's huge. I mean, that's great. Somebody yeah. went out and recruited you and found you. Um, and then the other side of me is, well, if you're just going to a showcase that everyone else paid for, then you're really not going to a showcase you're just going to another tournament right so i think it, it, it's it's our chance as a hockey community to start helping you know really find what that really is what is a showcase and i think you're seeing it more and more and maybe it maybe it takes maybe it's going to take somebody financially to be able to put that money out there to say listen we're going to keep it where any athlete can come to this not just the kids that are you know rich and right. and can afford to go because if you look at these showcases there are thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars i mean if you go to nashville next weekend and from the northeast it's costing you thousands of dollars and you know the, the hockey experts i talk to and, and the pros that i talk to that that send people to the next level are the guys that would say take that take that two thousand dollar weekend and put it to your kids development right and because you're chasing all you're doing is funding those top five kids so if you're going to a tournament and there's 15 kids and you're going to a showcase, the top five kids are getting looked at and your kids funding that tournament or that showcase. And don't do that. Go, go to a different direction, find a way, put your son or daughter in a different development model. How, you know what, you know how you showcase them, get them better. And, and people are yeah. going to notice them. And I think now that's you sound really, like my husband, well, <laughs> he's on that same page. And he well, said, I'd rather take that money and put it toward a skating coach. Yeah, or or, or 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 take it and do uh, you know cognitive development, do recruiting, do a, a se- do a session or two with a sports psychologist and learning how to you know fight through grit and and be a team person. Like there's so many other things you can do than getting to a Tahoe or getting onto Delta or getting in you know staying at the Hilton. That's going to make your kid better. That's not going to be. I I I've yet to see you know a showcase uh, catapult the kid into a different level. Uh, it all, it's all part of the process. And I think what the parents think is, well, if I can put them into more and more triple a showcases, they're going to be a triple a player. <laughs> like, no, well, that's not how it works. And, uh, you know, you just have to get better. So what are you going to do to get better? You've got to go a different path than the kids that are already better than you. Yeah. And, and look, look, there is some experience that comes from these things, but I think like you said, Mike and Christy, yeah, it's a bang for the buck is a big part of this too. Like when you look at a showcase and it's four digits, I get really skeptical with things like that. That doesn't sound like a, a real showcase to me. It sounds like a money grab. Um, and like you said, Mike, th- yeah, there probably are a few kids being recruited at this thing, but if you're paying that much money, you might want to think twice. You know, the other thing too, uh, that is changed a lot, you know, Mike, when I was growing up and, and obviously, you know, when all, when, when all of us were growing up or kids, you know, there, there was no YouTube, there was no access to a camera all the time. Like you said, Christy, they had to bring you on the bench to do that. Um, so showcases and things like that, we kind of relied on them of like, well, you're not going to see me if I don't go to one of these things. So I got to kind of figure that out, you know, with the advent of uh, digital video on your phones and, and the way we record games now, uh, everyone has the opportunity to make a recruitment real. All right. Everyone. All right. 
And like I said, I don't think a recruitment reel is going to get you into college, but that's something you can email or call a coach with and say, Hey, I got this reel of me playing. It's a lot of my highlights. All right. It's none of the bad stuff I do. It's all my highlights, but I, I really want to find a way to show you I can play. Can you take a look at this and tell me where I should go? You know, ask, right, the, ask I, the source. I think better yet too, is if you're investing into your winter team and you're investing and in putting your son or daughter in these top programs that, that, that have top coaches, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you look at some of these top organizations, they've got the best coaches in the organization. If you think for an instant that these people are going to miss recruit, you know, uh, showcasing you to everyone else, they're not. If you're in a building with these great coaches already, and that's already the investment you made for your child, people are going to want to, you know, be on top of the roof yelling this kid's name. So they're not going to get missed. And I think that's where, you know, I think that's where the, the, the ability to be, you know, to, Christy said it earlier, all those other things come into play. I mean, imagine you're in a showcase and the one coach that you really like sees you, and it's like you're you're throwing uh, you know you're the you're the kid at the at the supermarket you know leaving the leaving the the, uh, the the shopping cart out in the middle of the road you know and getting in the car like that's like like to me it's like you know it sends like this message like I don't even care who this kid is he's just not a good person you know, right. you know so right. so I mean, and it's the same way if you're in this in, in these in these showcase events it's just uh, you know I think that's a great way I mean and maybe that's like that's the point is is pick and choose them. Don't go to every single one, every single right. weekend for the next 18 weeks. You know, Good advice. I, I can yeah. tell you both this too. I'm going to go tap into my playing experience. I was going to say the best money I ever spent, the best money my parents ever spent, because that's the truth of that time period. Right. right. Uh, when I really look at my entire hockey playing time, the best money they ever spent was finding really good there's two parts to this really good private coaches, like for one-on-one, -on -one, which I wanted to do. It wasn't a forced thing. I really wanted to do it. We found really good coaches that understood the level that I was at, understood the pace at which I was advancing, which is really important. Right. Um, and I can tell you right now, I had three private in, uh, coaches from high school into college and those lessons, which by the way, they, I mean, they made me a great deal to be fair, but those lessons propelled my game probably more than anything else we ever invested in, uh, in hockey. Now with that said, we also invested in getting good teams where I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of great coaches. I was able to be creative. Um, now I, again, we've said this before in the show, I was a player that bounced around a lot, but that was not because uh, I was trying to be on different teams. I started hockey very late and I, and I'm not bragging. I was, I would have, I was advancing very quickly. Right. So I was always just not the next level every year. Um, but those private lessons were massively important. They're widely more available now than they were. Um, when I did it, it was kind of a taboo thing. Like, why are you taking private lessons? <laughs> I remember that. Um, but the networking and those coaches helped me build a character. Networking with them opened up tremendous opportunities for me because they saw the type of kid that I was that I wanted to be out there. They were calling people on my behalf. Like, this is a kid who's going to work hard for you. Again, I'm not, I'm not bragging. I'm, I'm saying that, like, there's other ways to open the doors we didn't do a lot of tournaments. We didn't do a lot of that. So we didn't travel a lot. We found the people that could help and build me and they, they had the right mindset. And we invested in that. Um, and I've played in showcases. I played in tournaments. I'm telling you that that was the best money I think my parents ever invested uh, into, into me. And I, I got to say again, I wanted to do it. That's a big key here. Like I wanted to, to, to practice. I wanted to play, you know, not every kid wants to do that. <laughs> That's okay too. 
Yeah. But, uh, Mike, Mike, to your point, yeah, we could have probably spent fifteen to twenty thousand dollars going to showcases where I probably wouldn't have done well. I'm gonna be honest with you, right? And 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 these coaches are how I advanced uh, so dramatically, right? Well, what's the showcase? I mean, if it's a, if you're going if you're going and they say, okay, we're gonna do uh, body testing, we're gonna do speed and agility, mm-hmm. we're gonna do off ice cognitive development, we're gonna we're gonna say we're gonna you know do a do a, a deep dive oh, into your value, psychological right? profile. You know, all like I'll, I'd pay whatever, whatever it is, I'll pay to, you know, put my kids through that, right. right? The opportunity to, to really get better. But if you're going to go to a weekend tournament and you're going to get about 18 minutes of ice time and touch the puck for about a minute and 30 seconds, you better be going to the right ones and you better be picking and choosing and, and what that showcase is really meant to be for you. If it's just, listen, if it's just another tournament and you want to get, you don't want to collect another sweatshirt, Go ahead. Right. I mean, I, I really don't be, I don't find anything wrong with it. And again, this is not to yeah, take fun with it. Like, yeah. like have people feel, but just be realistic about what it is and what it is. is just another weekend. To, you know, if you're a parent that likes to go drink beers in the parking lot, well, your kid's playing hockey all weekend. It's just another weekend to do that, but just pick and choose why you're doing it and look and, and figure out, well, wh- why would I go to this and not this? Right. And where can I go to really have my son or daughter develop not get scouted right because you're going to get scouted if you're developing and we we should talk about the overarching point too with all of this as we like to do here that uh look we we all get to play for a certain amount of time and then we don't and developing your kid into a good human being uh pays its own dividends 10 times over both in hockey and in life right you know uh i think that's another important thing is you know with these these tournament showcase weekends there's such an opportunity as a parent to help your kid navigate a stressful, let's be honest, situation or a situation where the pressure's on a little bit. They're going to face that in their lives multiple times, no matter how long yeah. they play hockey or how little they play hockey. So it's a really massive opportunity for the parent to teach those life lessons of how to approach a high stress or a high pressure situation and learn to deal with that adversity. Um, I'm not going to go into the statistics, but it is well known that kids who play sports are far more prepared for the real world or jobs uh, once they get done playing. Right. Uh, like I said, I still play to this day and I'm still learning. It's, it's, it, it, that, that's one of the things not, not to sidetrack this, but one of the things guys, I'm just, I'm always amazed, right. I'm, I'm, I'm I'll age myself. I'm, I'm pushing 40 here and I still play and I still learn. I'm still learning things about the game. I didn't know. We had Jack Han on a few weeks ago. I'm still learning. It, it just, it never ends. Right. That's, that's cute. You're pushing 40. That's cute. I'm pushing 40. I think, Mike. I think, I think <laughs> you remember it's, that? I, I, you remember I, when you were doing that? You want to go? No, I, I don't. I, w- I want to remember. I want to remember, <laughs> but you know, and I want, and I want to showcase for old, old guys now, you know, where's my <laughs> showcase, you know, but I think, I think it's your, but you're, you know, those, that's the point is, is, you know, find, those things that are going to make your son or daughter a better human being, the, the, the talent right. and the hockey will take care of itself. And, uh, you know, and along the way, to, to Christie's point, maybe they make great friends. They meet people, enemies that, that now they're best friends with. And, uh, you know, as the top of the pyramid gets tighter and tighter, right. those, those, those become very blurry lines. Like you think, you think Sidney Crosby, you know, deathly hates, you know, a teammate from team Canada. No, maybe now in the playoffs, they'll, right. they'll kill each other, right. but, but they're going to be playing with each other too. Right. So it's, it's just, I think when the, when the pyramid get, gets tighter and tighter at the top and analogy. your kids are going to these different uh, showcase events and, 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 and uh, you know, regional and, 
and state selection processes. That's that's all about you know making sure what are they going to do to stand out to be the better person, and more times than not, uh, it's going to resonate that the, one of the better players as well. It's phenomenal, right? And don't forget to build some good memories too, because right. I asked Sophia what what was your favorite <laughs> showcase, and she. <clears throat> quickly said oh the beantown classic and i said why was that because of how it was run how it was structured because of the coaches no because we all piled into the car and we went to cape cod and we as a <laughs> bunch of teen girls on the beach eating pizza that's what she remembers and loved the most <laughs> and talk about the power play yeah well, did I, not I, talk about the power I, play. i'll tell you guys this in closing that's what it's on the beach of cape cod that, that's what you remember about the whole journey in hockey right it's it's yeah. not so much the games it's the people it's the experiences yeah. it's the, things, and the friends yeah. spending time with your family right which is a kid you don't typically get but when you get older yeah. you go wow i was a really i'm lucky we had that time together so yeah anyway. and with and as a parent too I mean, right. there are a bunch of moms. We had wine on the beach. I mean, that was a great memory. You know, it was a lot of fun. I'll say this, Christy, who's been through this and Mike is going through it and me who's pushing 40, hardly pushing 40. <laughs> uh, you know, it's been a great episode. It, it, I, I think just over overall, like, you know, take a look at these things. Make sure you're doing your research. Make sure you're looking at your budgets. Make sure you're having fun. You know, just take it. take a logical approach to some of these things. Um, and, and try and make the best of it, you know? So the other thing too, I want to say before I close this out is that if you uh, agree, or especially if you disagree with anything we're saying, make sure to email us at team at our kids because we want to hear your stories as well, right? These are just three people here uh, who experience the game in different ways, but obviously we're, we have a pretty large community here. So t tell us your stories about tournaments. Tell us what you love, what you didn't like. If you disagree with anything we say, let us know. We want to have those discussions. Uh, before I close it out and go down the slide, do you guys have anything else you want to say? Yeah, no, I love chiming in and just don't, just don't uh, text me uh, privately. <laughs> just, 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 just come on out and say it, you know, get on Facebook. And cause again, I, 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 listen, I get, I can, I can stomach both sides of the argument and hear where parents are coming from. And I think one of the ways that's great about having a conversation, especially about subjects like this is that you get to, not only hear the side of it, but also have a chance to educate both ways. Like, well, did you know this actually isn't how any of these kids have ever gotten recruited? Like, do you know that these showcases have never actually done anything for anybody? Or, oh, by the way, do you know that, you know, half the kids that are playing college hockey today went through this kind of evaluation process at this, at this selection committee, uh, you know, hosted or this selection camp or tournament, and they were able to move on. So I think it's just, I, I love the open dialogue uh you know because i think it you know i i love people kind of kind of uh, with the rebuttal of why this these things might be great and why they should be more of them right and i just want parents to know you can always count on us and reach out to us because there's lots of ways to navigate through hockey i mean there's no one set way to do it like your kid wants to play college hockey you have to do this there's no yeah. formula you kind of have to figure it out, but we can help you, guide you on successful ways of doing it. Um, as we've all, I know I have, we've made a lot of mistakes along the way. And I wish I had somebody to turn to and ask, you know, gee, is this worth it? Should I spend my money on this? Is this a waste of time? Is this a waste of money? So it's great that we have this opportunity to just share our knowledge and our mistakes and our successes. So we're here for you.
And don't forget that. And, and remember to our listeners, our kids play hockey. Yeah. That's the idea <laughs> is that there's a network here and no, no one has to go through this for the first time alone, right? People have been through it. So that's going to do it for this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Obviously, you can check out all the episodes that we've ever done on OurKidsPlayHockey.com or go over to your favorite podcast provider. We're there, wherever it is, and just search for the show. Uh, for Christy Casciato Burns and Mike Benelli, this has been another awesome edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, and we will see you next week. Until then, enjoy the summer, enjoy the day, enjoy your showcase if you're going to one, and have a great one, everybody. Take care. 